Greetings. I am your host, Scott Swanstrom, and this is Mind Redefined, Lifting the Stigma Around Mental Health. And today's episode is Domestic Violence Survivor Success Stories, and we have Karen Williams joining us from Hubbard House. Uh, Karen is the Director of Specialized Services for Hubbard House with 24 years of providing numerous services to survivors and victims of domestic violence. Uh, Mrs. Williams serves as the Hubbard House Liaison to the Department of Children and Families. She provides expert case staffing and consultations for the child welfare system and community partners, as well as a trainer and facilitator on the intersection of domestic violence and the child welfare system in Duval and Baker counties. Her expertise has been utilized around the state of Florida and in the United States. Personally, she is a licensed pastor and a candidate for elder with the Florida Conference of the United Methodists. And uh, Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I am uh, really looking forward to this conversation because we hear a lot on the prevention end of uh, domestic violence or even on the intervention uh, approach to domestic violence. But so rarely do we get to hear success stories. And uh, I am uh, just really excited to hear from your expertise and your experience, just some of those wins and what that looks like for others. And uh, so I do want to start with our introductory question. Karen, what one thing are you celebrating today? I am celebrating the fact that the church where I pastor, we uh, received the donation of a new laptop. I am very excited about that. Excellent. Very good. Yes. Some tools. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to share some stories of success today. But before we do, can you let us know what success means in this context in regards to domestic violence? Yes. Um, success means it's really in the small stuff. I like to tell people that it's not the big um uh, huge stories that you may hear. It's in the soft, small stuff. It's a success when a survivor is able to call the hotline. It is a success when the survivor is able to, to reach out for services. And it is a success when survivors are able to get their children, you know, to safety. And they, so we celebrate those small steps that they have accomplished. So for us, it's in the small stuff. Does a survivor have to leave their abuser for it to be considered a success story or, or a win? No, not at all. Because some survivors, they really want the relationship to work. They just want the violence in their home to stop. So we work with them on that safety planning with them, giving them other resources and tools to be able to safely stay in their home. So that is a success in itself is that even when they're reaching out for help, and so that's what we're saying about they're not in, in isolation anymore. They're not in silence anymore. So that's a success for, for a survivor. Excellent. I think that's really important because we have a lot of friends and family and, and neighbors who might be maybe uh, suspecting that there's a particular situation going on uh, with someone that is close to them. And and they have this particular idea of what a win looks like. And so I, I, I'm really glad that you uh, were able to kind of address this, that really, we really need to change the scorecard of what that looks like and, and what the win looks like. Um, so kind of the big question, just jumping right into it, then what is your most memorable success story? My most memorable success story comes with I was working with a young lady. I had met her when she was 18 years old. Her abuser 
had been sexually assaulting her and part of doing the sexual assault, he was drugging her as well. So she ended up addicted to drugs as well. And so for years, she would come back and forth to the center for services. And so when I happened to see her probably about four or five years within the time that she had been back and I saw her, she was looking healthy. And then I spoke with her and she had told me she had um, been clean and sober for three years and she was able to um, get visitation with her son that was removed from her. And that to me was, she worked really hard to get back, you know, to take back her life and all of the different obstacles that she had to overcome and all of the trauma she had experienced throughout her life, even as a child before she even met um, her abuser. And just to look at her and to see her looking so happy and healthy, to me, that is the most memorable story that I have because we worked with her, you know, for years. And and that is one thing that I want survivors to understand, that um, we understand that you may not be ready to leave that relationship right then and there. But what we do, we are planting that seed. So whenever you are ready to leave, you'll know that we are here. And she always knew that if she couldn't go anywhere else, she could come to Hubbard House. And that is, to me, was a huge success, not only for her, but for our agency as well, that we had that type of relationship out in the community that survivors know no matter what, is no judgment here, they could come back. Excellent. I feel like a lot of the general public maybe views a story like this, that that a success is something that happens almost spontaneously or overnight. And it really is, as you mentioned, those little wins add up to big wins eventually. And sometimes that can take years to get to that point. So I, I really appreciate you just kind of debunking that mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, resources like what you provide at Hubbard House are so important for helping a survivor achieve safety. Is there a time that you can point directly to when you supported a survivor in a way that changed things for them, that that little pivotal shift? Yes, I can remember working with a survivor that was in a highly lethal situation, and we were able to coordinate with her employer to get her to safety. And I can just remember without the assistance of that community partner of her employer, we probably would not have been able to get her out successfully. I mean, her supervisors, her supervisor to the to the security at um at the her business, all everyone played a part in getting her out safely. And to this day, her and her children are still safe. So when you're thinking about children, uh, does success look different with them um, versus versus adults? Uh, are those stories different? Those the stories, the stories are the same um, because, like I said, it's it's in the small stuff where you're not looking at these giant, these giant steps because these small steps are are huge, like you said, in the bigger scheme of things. And they they can be so monumentous in that. And that's the same for a child. When a child can articulate their safety plan, when they can articulate this is not my fault. That is a success. Um, saying when they come to the realization that they're not internalizing this, that they're not blaming the violence in their home on themselves, and they can articulate that I wasn't, um, I didn't, I'm not at fault here. 
Um, it wasn't anything I could control. It wasn't anything I did. Parents and children who are escaping domestic violence uh, situations, it's very apparent that they have become used to uh, mentally unhealthy environments where trauma is introduced. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the mental and emotional transformations that you've seen. Ha- have you been able to observe and what does it look like for someone to go through that, that transformation? Yes, for a uh, survivor, um, I can just think of um, one survivor when she was able, she never thought she could work and live on her own and take care of herself. And to see her get dressed and go to a job interview and she she got the job and then she was able to secure a safe housing for her and her children. So just to see that I can attitude versus I can't, that everything is, uh, you know, is against me. I'm a nobody because that is what the abuser had fed her, that she would never succeed. She'll never have her children. She'll never be anything. And for her to be able to go out, get a a job um, and secure housing. And then later on, she was able to go to school and she ended up remaining with that company and ended up in a supervisory role. And she was able to give back to Hubbard House and helping us um, with job opportunities for other survivors. Um, So it was just to see her attitude when she first came in and how she was felt. She, She cried a lot. And then to leave there, walking out head held high, feeling really good and confident about herself. That is just, it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful feeling to see. Absolutely. Uh, I I can't think of a better understanding of what transformation looks like than for someone who has had lived experience, who is then reaching back and helping others um, who are going through those similar situations. So I, I love that. For someone who hears these stories and hopefully is inspired to act, how can they help themselves and how can they help others? One um, way that they can help themselves is by reaching out for help. It is very challenging for survivors to leave an abusive relationship without support. So when they take that courageous step to make that first phone call or to go to the outreach center, they should celebrate that because that was a huge step step for them. And how they can help others is by just living living their life. And when they have the opportunity, if they can, like when they attend support group and then they talk to other survivors about what they have experienced and what has helped them, when they share those resources, that is definitely how they help each other. And, and when they're in the shelter services and outreach, and especially when we do a support group, that's what they do. They give them what well, this this service was able to help me. Or you could go over here and get this, and then you can see the connection. You can see them building a support system within themselves, and 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 then you can see them that when they do that, they end up helping themselves even more. Mm-hmm. So I want them to, like I said, cons- celebrate celebrate the win, celebrate those little small steps. A phone call is a huge step for you. So please um, don't think about, well, if I haven't left yet, 
No, but you made a call. You made that call. You made you took the time to make that call, that courageous, brave step, that first step. Excellent. Uh, I really appreciate you highlighting that. And I know that with those who have experienced the trauma of domestic violence, uh, that that idea of being in an environment where being able to make choices and to think about the future is a really difficult thing to do because it, it's a survival mode aspect. Um, so even to make one one choice is very empowering. And uh, to add those to uh, their daily routine mm-hmm. is is an amazing thing. And it's a big win. Karen, thank you so much for reminding us that recovery is possible, that there are uh, success stories that are out there. There are many that are unsung. And uh, there's a lot of friends and families and, and neighbors that have helped those that are in their circle of influence and that uh, they can get help. Um, but to also thank you for demystifying what success looks like um, because it does take time and it's not always an overnight process for that to, to happen. Do you have any uh, resources that you would direct folks to um, that might be of help to them if they're wanting to learn more information about, about Hubbard House and, and the like? Yes. If you are in need of services, please contact our hotline at 904 904- Three five four three one one four, and we also have a text line where you can text us as well. And the text line number is nine zero four two one zero three six nine eight. And we have an eight hundred number that you can call if you're not in the Jacksonville area, and that is one eight hundred five hundred one 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 nine. And so please reach out for us. We're here. Take advantage of this. We are here to listen and we believe you. We believe you. It's a good word, Karen. Thank you so much again for uh, being on the show today. And we look forward to having you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you.